Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Thanks for tuning in tonight. 2.45 left in the third quarter. Montreal leading Ottawa 27-24 in the CFL. NHL tonight. Jets lead the Rangers 1-0 after one. Canadians and Red Wings still scoreless after two. Lightning up 4-2 in Columbus after two. Later on tonight, it is the Hurricanes at the Sharks. Baseball still in the first inning. Dodgers and Padres scoreless. Cleveland over the Yankees, 4-2 in 10. Series is tied 1-1. Phillies hammer the Braves, 9-1. They go up 2-1 in that best of seven. Oil Kings play in Seattle tonight to end off their long road trip. Tomorrow, we got uh, both our teams at home. The Elks against the Argos will be on Kissing Country, 103.9. Countdown to kickoff at 3.30, game at 5. I'll be part of our crew bringing you the Oilers game, face-off show at 6.30, puck drop at 8, Oilers home to the Flames for the only time uh, at Rogers Place this regular season. So, going to be a good day tomorrow. And also noon, we got the uh, U of A playing the Dinos at, uh, at Commonwealth. The uh, U of A is 2-3. and three. They're in a three-way tie for third in Canada West. So uh, with Manitoba and UBC, two of the three teams will make the playoffs. Calgary's 0-5, not doing well this season. Saskatchewan and Regina are on top. So a big game for the U of A. Their quarterback, Eli Hetlinger, who we had on the show a few weeks ago, is injured, not likely to return this season. So uh, they got a replacement going in for him in that game. We had Luke Gazdick on the show. That was a lot of fun. And he talked about practicing at uh, at, at uh, Russ Barnes Arena as a kid. Blake Durbett, of course, played in the Canadian Football League, but was an all-sports star through uh, most of his childhood and teen years. And, uh, Blake, I'm wondering what Edmonton minor hockey rinks were your haunts as a young Edmontonian? Well, I grew up on the southeast side of the city, and I played for uh, Kenilworth Community League for a number of years. So playing at Kenilworth was always a... uh, uh, was always a, um, a favorite place of mine. But then there was a couple of other arenas that were in, in, in this, in sort of our zone. But there was, there was Donnan Arena and there was uh, Fulton Place Arena. Um, they were essentially originally built as shells that were converted to arenas. But, uh, um, yeah, I would say Kenilworth was my favorite. Okay. <laughs> now we're, so these were shells because you're around the same age as Kelly Rudy, who's on my show every week. Uh, yeah. And he grew up uh, west side, and I think he, he, his first, he, he, I think his first arena was an outdoor rink. So, so yours were mostly covered, but the sides were open. Is that how they worked? Oh no, no, no! A shell was basically an arena, but it, it had natural ice, so it just oh, so it I got a, you. It okay. was as cold inside, and they were there was a few of them that were built that way originally as shells. And and I believe Kelly Rudy and I are the same age because I think we played against each other in. Uh, 
in, in Bantam AA, I think. Uh, I can't remember what team he would have played for, if it was Butchers and Packers or something like that, but I, I played for Quicks. Uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we played against each other. Oh, wow. Okay. That's all I'll have to ask Kelly if he remembers you. That would be oh, he incredible. wouldn't remember me. God, I, I, I didn't even remember that. that I didn't even remember that. I, but I knew we played, uh, you know, played on teams and it would have been about the same time. But he wouldn't have known who I was and I didn't know who he was until all of a sudden, hey, someone said, oh, so you <laughs> Okay. So you didn't realize until he got drafted where it's like, oh, that's that kid. Oh, and I'm, I'm the same age as Mark Messier, and I know we played against each other in, in Pee Wee. And I told him that in a hockey game, we were, we were in a golf tournament once. And, and they said, uh, and I'm surprised you can't remember that. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think yeah. I, uh, Elmwood, I believe, was Kelly's neighborhood uh, when okay. he was a kid. So, yeah, yeah. out on the west side. Okay. Well, that, that's, uh, that's, that's perfect. We had a couple people texting in about uh, the, the rinks they played, and I'm sure we'll get some more as we, uh, as we move along tonight. Hey, Blake, thanks for checking in. Uh, good to talk to you. I, 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 I don't know if you – did you get to watch the Thursday Nighter last night? There's been a couple duds on Thursday. Uh, um, you know what? I was uh, I was in, I was traveling and uh, did not get a chance to watch this game tonight. Um, but uh, no, I didn't get a chance to watch that game last night. Well, it was twelve seven, and uh, last week's was what eleven ten or so, or twelve nine in overtime or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. The, the the Thursday night game is because when they they've always had a Thursday nighter, but they went to having it every week a few years ago, and the games were really bad for a couple of years. And I think last year they were better, and now on Thursday they've been bad again. And it's that argument, you know should they be playing on three days rest is that why these offenses can't get out there and do anything well i, I think that's true uh, i mean when when a team uh, in, especially in the nfl i mean maybe it's a little bit different in in the canadian football league because you're used to your schedule sort of bounces around you have uh you know there's a bunch of different uh, times with buys and and uh, um uh, uh, weeks off and all that kind of stuff there's there's you're used to a schedule that is very mobile but in the nfl you play sundays and occasionally you'll play a Monday nighter, and not every team plays Monday night over the course of the season. Um, and then, and then you know, uh, sometimes you'll play a Thursday. So you, it's not a regular occurrence. So you may have twice in a season if if uh, you know you're um, if you're like a high-profile team, twice in a season where you you do not play on a Sunday. And uh, and the, so their schedules are their schedules with respect to their athletes and with respect to the preparation are are very very rigid. And then, so when you get a game and you play on a Sunday, and then you only have uh, two days of practice, basically, because if one's a travel day, it, it's uh, it's not surprising that they can be uh, they can be some duds. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is a good, kind of an entertaining one tonight, though, in the CFL. With uh, you know, Montreal's done a lot better under Machocha and Ottawa's not good, but they've kind of made made some noise here late in the season and, and beat some teams who have needed wins. So we'll see how this one wraps up tonight. I had Manny Arsenal on the show last night, Blake. He hasn't played in a couple of months. He's coming back to join a team that, you know, is now officially out of the playoffs. And uh, I, I've had Manny on the show a couple of times. He's very well-spoken, very, very passionate. And uh, you can tell why his career has lasted as long as it has, because he has that very professional approach. And he, he said, look, he goes, whenever they're taking game film, you better show up. Uh, so hopefully that <laughs> attitude is, is contagious to the rest of the Elks tomorrow. Yeah, just just looking at their roster right now, uh, and uh, he's on. Uh, not too many changes. I see uh, Dion Lacey uh, hasn't, you know, probably hasn't played in about a similar amount of time. I think, actually, I think he dressed about three weeks ago, but uh, didn't play much. But there's another guy, another veteran guy, who hasn't seen a lot of action this year, and uh, he'll be moving into the middle linebacker spot. But uh, 
No, it's when when you are start to get on in years. I mean, uh, sometimes you take for granted in your early years the importance of uh, the importance of preparation, the importance of you know being a, a real pro. And uh, that's one thing that, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Manny Arsenal has not uh, taken. Uh, uh, he, he's not somebody that's taken that for granted. He's he's been a pro. He had some setbacks with injuries where he was essentially gone from this league for a couple, a couple of years, and and, uh, and people thought he was completely done. But uh, in hindsight, you know, having watched him earlier this year, I think the the rest did him well because he he had uh, gotten to a point where there's some chronic nagging injuries, and then uh, it was unfortunate that he did get uh, that he get did get dinged up this year that sort of derailed his uh, his comeback year. I saw him at a dinner and I said, "Man, the, the team needs you back." And uh, you know, for for old guys in the crowd, uh, it's nice to see uh, somebody like Manny, who uh, who has been able to sort of uh, uh, get a, a reboot in his career. And uh, I don't know how long that's going to last, but uh, but it's been fun to watch this year while he's played. Yeah, I've always appreciated him, and even this season with the Elks, when he gets the ball, he's going straight at you. Like, he's not a juker. He's going straight at you. He wants to run over you, and then sometimes those plays kind of get the bench and the rest of the offense fired up a little bit. Um, The last time we talked, the Elks had had that crazy loss against Montreal on the long interception return and two turnovers on drives after that. Um, Obviously outclassed against Winnipeg on Saturday. I'm gonna. I, we've we've dissected the Elks quite a bit, so I'll, I'll I'll come at you from the other angle because you've always had some very interesting things to say about the two-time champion Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who supposedly are going to arrest some big names tomorrow against the Lions. Uh, have you come around on the Bombers, or you still think they are uh, a dynasty that's going to fall here in the postseason? Well, all dynasties fall. Um, whether or not there's this, uh, they're going to fall this year, I'm not sure that there's somebody that is good enough to beat them this year. I mean, in other years, I felt that there was, there were teams, and they had a considerable amount of games where they, they were lucky to win. I, I don't see that this year. Like Calgary's not the team that they've been in the past. I, I and BC was the team that uh, that I thought could be the, but then with the injury, they had to work. Um, and there is nothing out in in the East that uh, I, I think that uh, Winnipeg is threatened by. And the one thing, though, that I, I will say, and again, I've, I've, I've been saying this for a couple of years, harping on it, that I, I thought that somebody was going to beat Winnipeg. I, I, I just don't know if this, of all the years, this might be the year that they're going to be the most secure in getting a third grade cup. And I was talking with a, um, a, a gentleman earlier today, um, somebody I've known for an awful long time, and he's, you know, uh, season ticket holder for like 50 years and and, uh, and he said God I hate the Bombers and I said you know you sound like everybody else in the league uh, sounded when the when the Edmonton team was going from 1978 yeah. to 1983 you know this <laughs> <laughs> and and it's the truth I mean you they're a very successful team and they seem to win and but they they give you that glimmer of hope that, you, that somebody's going to beat them and they somehow managed to uh, managed to come up with a victory most of the time. Well, they've only lost twice this year, and, and uh, I hope they lose at least one more in the next couple of games because then that would mean that the, that the 16-2 record that we had from 1989 still stands. But, uh, uh, you know, as I've mentioned a long time, a lot of times before, 16-2 and no great cup means nothing. But uh, at least we can hang on to that, that one record. Yep, that's, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because they are, quote-unquote, chasing that. Now, again, like I think Kalaros and some other guys are going to be held out against uh, BC. Though BC is, I mean, BC is not the same without Rourke. And 
you know, again, of all the things that have gone wrong for the Elks this season, and a lot of it has been self-inflicted, they had to play BC twice with Rourke firing on all cylinders, and other teams have got BC without them, and uh, and that's helped. Um, yeah, so Winnipeg's 14-2, and two, so they could tie the 1989 double E for the, the best regular season ever, 16-2, and two, but of course you guys were, were upset in the West Final that year, which I, I, I won't talk about too much, but you brought it up, so somewhat, uh, somewhat relevant. Uh, yeah, I just, I, you're right, though, with how fans react, right? Because when Winnipeg won in 2019, a lot of people were like, oh, I was kind of pulling for them. They haven't won in a long time. And now it's like, okay, two is enough. <laughs> get, the, get those guys out of here. I'm sick of them winning all the time. Well, you know, and, and you're right. When you, when people, there was, there was an awful lot of people around the league that said, boy, the last time they'd won, what was it, like 1992 or 91 or something? I mean, it was, uh, well, it was got, 90, yeah. They beat Edmonton yeah, really 90. bad. Were you in that yeah, game, that, too? You might have been in that game, in that too. Game, Sorry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thanks. Now, now I won't be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> It was, if I remember, it was like 11 fourth to half and, and ended up like 50 to seven or something. Yes. I mean, I, we just quit counting. But uh, yeah, so that was almost 30 years since uh, since they won a great cup. And, uh, you know, I guess when you only win one every 30 years, maybe you should win a couple because it's be another 30 years before you win another one. So you know, Winnipeg fans have gone an awful long time with, you know, and that's one of the things that. When when I watched this team over the last couple of years, I mean the last time the the last time the Elks won um, was uh, what 2015. So yeah. that's been seven years. But uh, Winnipeg went 30 years or 29 years without winning. So so they um, yeah we we're feeling a little sorry for ourselves and fans are feeling a little bit uh, angry and disappointed. But there's an awful lot of clubs in this league that have gone for stretches considerably longer. And yeah. uh, and I honestly believe that uh, and I still do. But, from the first time that they hired Chris Jones and, and some people may not be feeling so positive, but, but I knew that this was going to be a little bit of a long-term plan. This was not going to be something where they were going to be. And I said this at the beginning of the year, they're not going to be uh, competitive enough to be a playoff team this year. And they're not, um, but they have shown some flashes of brilliance and they have improved in certain key positions. And uh, you know, when, when things uh, come in the off season and I, and I want to believe that, you're going to see the, a quarterback that wears red and white right now that's probably going to be on the free agent market that might be interesting to see what happens. Uh, yeah, I, that's the thing about the CFL. Like it, Most of my life, well, I guess your life too, it's been eight or nine teams. So if you go more than a decade without a championship, it's kind of like uh, law of averages here. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, <laughs> uh, one final quick one for you. There's the doubleheader tomorrow because the Bears are playing the Dinos at noon. When you were a Golden Bear, did you guys ever play games at, at Commonwealth or where were you playing in those days? We, we we always played at uh, U of A. I mean that was pre um, Foot Field. Uh, they had a uh, they had a field right there by where, where the uh, Butterdome is. But we did play a couple games at Commonwealth Stadium. And in 1980, we played uh, University of Western Ontario uh, in I think I can't remember if it was called the Churchill Bowl or something like that. It was a it was the semifinal game for the national championship. And then we played them two years in a row at Commonwealth Stadium, and we won both games. And uh, interesting, uh, Greg Marshall, who was running back um, for uh, and won the, uh, the Heck Crichton Trophy that year, and his brother Blake Marshall played for uh, the Edmonton organization as well as uh, Greg did. Um, uh, Greg Marshall is the head coach of Western uh, Ontario Mustangs, and they won their uh, uh, second Vanier Cup that he's been the head coach. They won last year. So so he stayed in the game, and, and but he was a running back, and he had in the 1981 game, 80, we beat them pretty good, but in 1981 game, he had uh, something like 244 yards rushing, 
And they had two other running backs. Uh, he was basically like the fullback, and they had two other backs. Named, uh, one was Kirkley, one was Potter. Each one of those guys had 100 yards rushing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so they were, they were like 430 yards rushing. And uh, and we won on a last-second field goal by, uh, by a guy named Rich Gilmore. Kicked a 38-yard uh, field goal on basically the last play. And uh, our quarterback was Jamie Crawford. They would take eight minutes to go down the field and score, and Jamie would haul back and go uh, – First down, you know, 10-yard pass. Second down, 75-yard uh, touchdown pass. <laughs> so, so. We had a guy named Troy, Troy Cicchetti who played uh, played briefly with Saskatchewan. Troy, I think, had four catches for like a 55-yard average or something like that. So. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to find this, though. 1981, what was the final? Uh, uh, I think it was like 32-31. It says 32-31. So yeah. in 80, you beat them 14-4. And yeah. then you beat them 32-31 the next year. Yeah, both games had come. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <it> was... <laughs> rushing. Well, hey, you got the win. That's all that matters, right? That's all that matters. Yeah. That's, that's what I always say, you know, when you point out, like, stats. If you can finish the sentences by saying, but we won, well, that's all that matters, right? <laughs> that's exactly right. So hopefully, hopefully tomorrow the Elks can end this horrific uh, home uh, uh, record and uh, and uh, move on to something else because uh, I'm tired of talking about it. Yeah, same here. Blake, thanks for hopping on tonight. Enjoy the rest of this Montreal-Ottawa game, 27-27 with 11 minutes left. We'll see you soon, man. Take care. Okay, thanks, Reed. That is Blake Dermott, our in-game analyst for our Elks broadcast here on 630 Chet. Yeah, so the Churchill Bowl. So uh, Alberta beat Western 14-4 in 1980 and then 32-31 in uh, 1981, which, of course, uh, the last uh, times that uh, the Golden Bears, uh, well, uh, the last time the Golden Bears football teams were uh, were that close to getting a national title. Okay, 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. Back in a couple of minutes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. All right. Friday night. Hope you're doing well. Elks tomorrow. Oilers tomorrow. Going to be good. Going to be good. All right. I got to, I got, Kellen, I got to get something off my chest. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, something's been bugging me. Okay, go ahead. Yes. What I don't like is when I see, and I, it has been some colleagues in the media who have been doing this and perpetuating this. I won't single them out, but I think it's silly and lazy and misleading. Is when they say the number of days it's been since the Elks last won a home game because it's like 1,100 or something now. Yeah. It's a lot. It's bad. But I think that's a very silly way to report that losing streak, which is horrible. 
I, I, I'm not trying to diminish what a poor historical stretch this is for the Elks. 15 straight losses at home is terrible. There's like, that's no other way to say it. So I'm not saying it isn't. But why is it being reported as a, the number of days between wins? First of all, for context, there was no season in 2020. So every team started last year with about 500 days or so between their two, two home wins because they hadn't played for a year and a half. And second of all, 15 games is bad. Like, why does the number of days matter? The, the, putting it in the context of days, I think, is quite silly. So if it's a baseball team and they play uh, seven consecutive doubleheaders at home and then on the eighth day play a, uh, just one game and lose all of them, it, so that's a 15-game home losing streak. But, but it's only eight days since they last won a home game, so it's not as bad. No, 15 is 15. It's bad. But talking about the number of days, quite frankly, is, is I think, irrelevant. And it's a, it, it's a just a silly way to categorize it. Just getting something off my chest. It's 15 games. That's bad. Number of days, irrelevant.